Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, and you're here to be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm delighted to have with us today my guest, Tova Sherman, who is the CEO of Reachability. Welcome, Tova. Jen, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you here. I was just mentioning a minute ago that I absolutely loved your website, and there is a ton of information on it but yet it's very user-friendly. Well, I'm so glad to hear that because we've spent many years, we've been actually an agency for 17 years now, functioning within the HRM and across Nova Scotia. And one of the greatest challenges that we face is really getting that information of who we are and what we offer to the right people. When I say the right people, often it's the hardest to find people. So just hearing your reflection on our website means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And I know that it'll be beneficial to whoever decides to look at your website. And of course, while we're talking about your website, can you let us know what your website is? Yeah, we're talking a lot about a website that no one knows how to find. (laughs) Thank you for that, Jen. So it's www.reach. Ability, R-E-A-C-H-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y dot org. And of course, dot org represents the fact that it's a charity, a registered nonprofit. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's interesting because I've often wondered where that came in. So thank you for that tip. Now, you had mentioned that Reachability started back in 2000. That's right. You were one of the co-founders. I was um, on the ground floor, let's put it that way. I was brought in as an ED or an executive director, which was very exciting to me because the agency itself hadn't really evolved into anything but an idea and a steering committee. Right. So I got to to, uh, take my guidance from Dr. Bruce Mills, who we lost just this past summer. And he really took this agency and me along with it. So if I've learned anything or I bring anything of really tremendous value to the community, I'd like to just tip my hat to Dr. Bruce Mills, who's the true inspiration for reachability and frankly, the person that taught me how I needed to be in order to support my community. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, tell me a little bit about how you got involved initially in reachability. Well, as often is the case, especially Maritimers will appreciate this. It's someone you know. And someone I know knew Dr. Bruce Mills, who was coming to town to develop this idea and this steering committee. He was presently resided in, at that time in Ottawa. And so he moved home in the year 2000 and brought this idea with him. And initially, reachability was really about legal services. There is a Reach Ottawa that he was the president of. And he felt their legal services was something we should really look to emulate here in Nova Scotia, which was based on the idea of free legal services for persons with all types of disabilities, what we call cross-disability. You don't have to have a certain ribbon to to come visit us. And that's really important part of the initial phase was saying everyone is welcome. And today, I like to remind people we are not exclusive of disability, but rather inclusive, meaning we now have programs that are dedicated to anyone in the community. Sometimes it's focused on youth. Sometimes we focus on persons with disabilities. Sometimes we focus on people who are on income assistance and require that additional support. Who would be the typical client that would come to you? Well, I can tell you statistically only because we just looked recently at our last six to eight months. Oh, well, that was good a, timing. <laughs> yeah, it really is because I looked at it yesterday. I wish I brought it with me. But the truth is I can tell you this, that nearly 50% of all of the clients we work with in our employment and self-confidence programming, which is a big arm of what we do, but not exclusively what we do, those folks we think about 40% have a criminal record and are dealing with all kinds of barriers beyond just the disability or perhaps just being on IA or income assistance. Forgive me for using all those acronyms. But um, the most important thing I think we have to remember is it's those folks that we want to help the most. So we have to reach out where people aren't doing just fine and figure out how we can help them. Because the folks doing just fine, well, they don't frankly need me. 
And I'm grateful for that. And I want to be needed only by the people. And I say I, I really should say reachability. Wants to really be required by the people who A, need it most, B, have the least access right. to services. So I look at our disenfranchised communities. And that could be anyone who's disenfranchised, whether that's some of our new immigrant population that we're really having an incredible experience working with, both as employees, part of our team, as well as with clients. And we've partnered with ISANS and a number of agencies that allow us to support for instance, new immigrants who we consider to be part of the marginalized communities, in the, you know, that we face. I look at the LGBTQIA plus community. Right. And I look at specifically the, the evolution of the transgender acceptance piece. And I'm really excited about welcoming all our citizens. But sometimes there are barriers that they oh face golly. that we have to acknowledge. And that puts them in that sort of disenfranchised, you know, peripheral of of getting the most of our community. Because I think this is a wonderful community. And if you know where to go and you know what to get, you can get a lot of help. Not everything, but right. there's a tremendous amount of support. I always say it's like five degrees of separation. Absolutely. If you're not willing to do five calls, you probably won't get what you need, I tell everyone. It's so true, settle true. down. Right. So that's kind of, you know, the direction we came from being a legal service to evolving into employment, education. We have the only film festival in Atlantic Canada. Very dedicated exciting. Dedicated to persons with disabilities entering its fourth year. The Blue Nose Ability Film Festival. And for those interested in film, just check out www.baff.ca, which stands, of course, for Blue Nose Ability Film Festival. So we have so many ways you can plug into this community, especially when you're within the disenfranchised or marginalized communities that we focus on. I think that is fantastic, and I love what you're doing. One of the things, the questions that I have is, how do you reach these people? Because often when they are in isolation, it's very difficult to, A, know that there is someone out there to help, and B, how to get to you, and how do, you, how do they get to you, and how do you find them? Well, that was really why you starting with the website was really important to me, because our greatest challenge, and I will not... You know, I won't mince meat here. The truth is there's a lot of people who could use our services and I can't get to them. Right. Perhaps they've given up or perhaps they just aren't where I'm, you know, putting it out. I don't have advertising dollars where I have ads every day in the paper or, or even in the, look, I recently looked at putting an ad in a paper, you know, the local daily, the Metro, it's free, but it was very expensive for even one day for a charity. Right. So I'm saying to myself, how do I get to people but not throw away my entire budget on one ad? Exactly. Which runs one day and hopefully people will see it. But if that was just one of those days they didn't, I've missed them and now I'm kind of out of funds. So I have to be incredibly creative. Absolutely. We have an outreach committee at Reachability whose only focus is to meet every week and say, how are we getting the word out? And that's really important. I've just been in discussion with our local library and we're offering some free employment education sessions that I'm going to lead starting with a new year, new start Perfect. kind of vibe. And awesome. here we are. And uh, we've also got a number of different um, community agencies, obviously, we link with, we reach out to. There are community roundtables all over HRM and we attend all of them. Oh, that's great. So we're great. really trying to say, how do we best let everyone know in every community that we're here? And though we really did begin with a clear focus on disability, again, we are inclusive, not exclusive. And as we've grown, our capacity to support more communities has grown with it. And when you talk about growing, you have several 
programs that you focus on. I mean, it's incredible. Self-awareness, employment programs, recreational, mental health, and legal services. Mm. Now, you indicated that you started with the legal services. How did all, everything else evolve? Well, the whole idea was legal services was determining what barriers people in our community are facing. And there's no better way than to start with legal services. And what we discovered in the year 2000, 2001, was employment was the big issue. Right. Everyone was in some point on the path to employment, but they weren't getting it and keeping it. Right. Sometimes you can get the job, but you can't always keep a job. So with that, we determined that what we needed to start focusing on was how to get people wherever they were on the road to employment. I always say there's a lot of on-ramps and off-ramps. Totally. So wherever they were in that road, how would I address that? So we created a plethora of services, but they are all connected depending on where you are on that road. So the beginning of the road you mentioned, self-confidence. Right. So we want every... Listen, that started with a very simple statement. I would ask people as they came into reachability, you know, what are you good at? Because I really think if we can focus on people good at, they'll be embracing it, right? Right. What do you like to do? What are you good at? And it's a positive thing. Always start with that. And the, and the answer was always, I kind of expected an I don't know, but what shocked me was the nothing. Oh my I'm gosh. good at nothing. And I would hear that oh, over and over. That's and so sad. It's true. So I said, we have to stop this trade immediately because how do I even talk employment with someone who believes they are good at nothing? So the first thing we did was create Asset, which is our entry-level program. And Asset is dedicated to providing five days of proof that you have so many skills, you won't believe it. And often they are transferable. So we spend the time in class through a process that I developed that we start by saying, okay, what do we love to do? So for instance, you might love your dog. So that means you're compassionate. Right. That means you're responsible because your dog isn't starving to death and you're taking <laughs> him out to walk even when you hate to in the winter. So all of these things, we start to build a list of skills and we end the asset program with a contract listing all the skills that have been identified through the process and have the client sign that. Wow. And say, you're right. My contract is that I have these skills. Then we go to the next step. So depending, if you're a very confident person and that's not an issue, you might start at the next step. Right. You may come in, you know, you mentioned some things, but we have an organic garden, one of the only wheelchair accessible gardens. Then we do nutrition in the summer. We grow our own food and it's really quite exciting and it brings people in through the garden. We bring people in through the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival who are interested in filmmaking. So we have all these on-roads depending on where we need to, you know take people and support them. What about public? So you, you just mentioned your organic garden. That's incredible. And I think part of it is getting information out to the public as well. I mean, I'm totally blown away with everything that you have do so far. I mean, and in, in my role as a, a life coach, I deal with a lot of people who have similar issues and it breaks my heart sometimes. But to know that, to see that you've actually done the smart thing and looked at everyone and see where those gaps are and then made a plan to really take action and do something about it. How do people like me know that that exists? And I mean, unless, you know, you hear from someone else, I guess, I guess, I guess I would, I'm thinking about more public support and referrals to, to you. Because I mean, just as you're talking, I can think of so many people who could benefit from going through some of your programs. Well, we do put a lot of emphasis on our funders and supporting partners. For instance, Department of Community Services, Employment Support Services funds one of our employment programs or a few of our programs. Let's put it that way. And I do look to them to say, 
who's on income assistance right now that could benefit from these programs. And so we do have a partnership where we look there, but we need all of the community agencies and, and folks like you to keep getting the word out. Yeah. That's what we need. Oh my golly. Definitely. I know that back in the day when I first finished my business school, I did a, a job placement at uh, community services. And one of the programs that they had that I absolutely loved, and I, I don't know how, how it evolved, but was for single moms and getting them trained. And one of the problems that they had was, of course, the money. It was, it always came down to that almighty dollar. How can, how does this combat that? There's no way to combat it unless you've got a benefactor of, of incredible, you know, I always joke, I always joke that we don't have a ribbon. I said that earlier, but the truth is we don't really have, I don't fundraise. I should tell you that oh, I don't do okay. a golf tournament. Right. I don't do a dinner. I find it just takes so much of our resources. Yes. And then what are we getting done? And what did we really make? And is there a smarter way? So I actually developed one of the most important arms of reachability we haven't talked about, and that is the employer or workplace services, whereby we develop programming and modules and supports and assessments for the business side, for the employer, to allow them to better integrate persons with disabilities within their community. We have clients right now across the country that hire me to come out and do diversity awareness training, work-life balance training, all kinds of modules that we've developed and we offer across Canada. I've even recently done something in Washington, D.C. And that revenue replaces fundraising. Okay. Well, and that's great. Thank you for clarifying that because I was in my head, I've worked in a lot of nonprofits and fundraising is huge. And you're right. It takes a heck of a lot of resources and, you know, are, do the benefits outweigh? And, you know, there's lots of different conversations and lots of opinions about that. But the bottom line is it's a heck of a lot of work. I like to think of it as a socially conscious business that creates a win, win, win when I'm able to, instead of doing a golf tournament, for instance, I'm able to actually create training that then allows a business to better and more comfortably integrate people as it builds a platform of knowledge in order to ensure that they're being inclusive of everybody in the community. And that's something that I help with, and it allows everyone to win. Wow, that's awesome. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about your win-win-win. And you're listening to Find Your Sparkle with Jen on CIOE 97.5. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, and welcome back to my guest, Tova Sherman. Now, before we had, went to break, we were talking about clients and who your client is and where do they come from? And thank you for letting me kind of come back to that, Jen. I mentioned earlier to you off uh, mic, but I should say it. I'm very severe on the ADHD spectrum, so I often go off track because I get excited about a thought and off I run. So I do want to finish the thought, and I thank you again, um, around the makeup of our client because it's really anyone in the community who's facing a barrier to completing their desire. In other words, I want to live this life. I may not work, but I want to do other things. Let me know. Let's see if we can't help you. I want to work and I've really not had success doing it. Let me know. I think we can help you. You know, that kind of thing. So I wanted to say it wasn't just I started talking about some of the makeup of the more challenging clients, whether that's having a criminal record. We have a very large percentage of women who are single moms. So they're, you know, juggling a lot. And as a one-time single mom, I can tell you I have a lot of empathy there. And also, um, you know, I, I really see that our clients are also people that genuinely don't think there's an option. Right. And I just need them to realize, Ugh. oh my God, there is, 
just talk to me. I thought the same thing. I was told in school I wasn't smart enough to be in school. I was told by people to just basically shut up, which a lot of us on the ADHD spectrum here, (laughs) so it's not that shocking to us. But the truth be told, I think the reason our programming and what we do is is so grassroots is because it's coming from a very grassroots place. The people who work at reachability, the people who you know, supervise reachability and the clients themselves were all people who faced incredible barriers and know what it feels like to be marginalized. And we just want to take that marginalization and wipe it out and bring everyone back to that sort of center of the road where we all deserve to be, not just the ones who fit that little center Mold. of the road bill. Exactly. Right. So with that, you know, it really ties in well to the win-win-win idea, which is if the client wins, meaning somebody comes in and feels connected, feels less marginalized, we have a win. Right. Now that's one win. Now when it comes to employment or are involving the community partners, there's a second win if another agency is involved. I love that. Tying them in, getting them different courses or services they need, getting them training, even getting funds for subsidy, whether that's for education or for employment. We work with all those pieces. So we really can be that one-stop shop, not only for the client, but for the employer because I have the diversity awareness training, the workplace services going on. And if anyone's interested in that, just email Bree b-r-e-a at reachability.org and you'll be able to talk all about our workplace services and what we do for employers hirers educators we've developed e-learning we do webinars we just completed one for credit union atlantic what a ball we had Mm -hmm. you know i'm out there doing the live learning we're developing assessments we're doing so many really wonderful things and um i just want people to know that there's places like us where for the client it's free right or the for the community it's a service you can't get anywhere else not to the extent that we can do it right so i love the fact that nova scotia people come to me from across canada to do diversity awareness and to help them with workplace services to integrate you know, marginalized communities i love when they call me because it tells me they're coming to nova scotia right to find it And we're really proud of that. And we think that's a really important win as well. So reachability always wins when we work with clients. And of course, the third win is the business community. We all know when the jobs are filled, when the discrimination is removed, and it is discrimination at times, not just with persons with disabilities, but many marginalized Mm -hmm. communities that we've touched on, we have to be sure that we're welcoming everyone. If we do that, our customers are happier. They see themselves reflected. Our employers are happier. Their staff works together well, and they understand what it means to work together well and to be inclusive and to have an inclusive workplace. And, of course, the client wins. So the three wins are pretty obvious, and I could probably count six or seven more. (laughs) But as long as I have three, I feel pretty good. Oh, I think that this is incredible. And one of the things that really impacted me is – you talk about the grassroots and really knowing, and I find I do a lot of training and so much money is wasted on things that don't do any good. They're not, the skills aren't going to be learned because the proper training is not conducted. So you've taken that to the, the depth of where it needs to go. And, and even with intake, when people come to you at first and say that they don't have any skills and they're no good at anything. I mean, I can, it breaks my heart to hear that, but, and I know that it exists. And I love that you're there to say, wait a second, you do. And let's, let's talk and let's, list some stuff and let's just talk about you and and we'll really see what things that you are good at. And I can't imagine how those five days must impact them at the end because I've never heard that is a missing piece. So it makes me really happy and excited that you're doing that. 
And we're doing it not for three hours because, frankly, these short interventions never work. So we have five days. That's our shortest. We have 10 days. For the comp, the self awareness piece, which is really about conflict and conflict resolution, a tough oh, subject. Wow. That yes. follows the self awareness, self confidence piece so that they're feeling fairly aware of who they are and what they do have. And now we can start talking about how to get it out there and how to minimize the conflict that's probably been one of the issues you've been facing your whole life because people aren't hearing you. Absolutely. And you become very frustrated. Your mental health is affected. I believe a lot of the mental health we see is as a result of being marginalized and addressing that in a community that isn't always as welcoming as we'd like to be. No, and and we talked a little bit about people who are on EI and their EI finishes, they still don't have a job. In the meantime, they've applied for hundreds of jobs, haven't gotten an interview, they're lost, they don't know, so it's easy to give up, and it puts you in a really bad place. Yeah. And then, you know, the next step is IA, and and then hopefully, you know, maybe they'll, they'll get the referrals to you to help rebuild what's been taken away from them. In fact, our asset program, you can be an EI person, you can be on income assistance. I hate, I know I'm using all my little acronyms. I'm sorry, employment insurance. You can be on income assistance through Department of Community Services. So we'll welcome anyone to those first steps. Now, because certain employment programs are funded by certain, like, Departments. So, for instance, Department of Community Services would fund our, our employment boot camp. It's the most amazing program. It's at 75% success rate since April, meaning every client that's come into the door to that program since April has gone to work. And they are all income assistance or near, meaning they're going to go on it if they don't, right. income assistance clients. So we're very proud of those numbers. And we're really... um we're really proud of the fact that uh, Department of Community Services has recognized that. And um, this year alone, they came to us and stated that, you know, we really are an essential service for persons with disabilities in this community. And hearing that from them meant a lot because for 17 years, wow. we've been working with them, wanting to show the exceptional commitment, not better than everyone else, just different. Just right. different. We take a holistic approach. We don't rush people. We believe, that, again, that road to employment is road to fulfillment. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that our, our president, Dr. Bruce Mills, um, gave reachability the tagline, love, learn, live. And that was because if we give a loving, safe, confident building environment to people to be who they truly are at the beginning of the process, they will then learn not only what they need to know to move forward, but what they need to know about themselves then that's a critical piece. Forward. And then, of course, they live a better life, a fuller life. So love, learn, live. I love That's it. our tagline. I absolutely love it. It's incredible. I know for in my business as a life coach and a trainer, I deal with a lot of people who feel lost. And it's that decision that people come to when it's a turning point for them where change usually happens. In a lot of my cases, there are people that want that quick fix. And that doesn't happen for anyone, regardless if you're marginalized or not. This quick fix does not exist. Do you, is, the, is that a challenge for some of your clients that come in? Are there, or is it be, way beyond that? We understand, as I, and I've said this before to you, so forgive me, but we understand the importance of being able to come on and off that road to fulfillment right. at different points. And that's been crucial to that piece, meaning there are people who say, um, I, I just want to get to work. 
And there are some people that the boot camp has had come in and in a matter of weeks turned it around. They just didn't have the confidence that maybe they could find the job. They didn't have the confidence to do the interviews. They were avoiding it. So we just provide the pieces needed. I've seen people come in for a matter of three weeks, probably two weeks is the shortest, and then go on to employment, which just was like, wow. And these are, again, folks, as I mentioned earlier to you, our average uh, for people who are on income assistance is seven years. We're not just, you know, grabbing them as they walk in the door to sign up. You know, we really want to make sure that we're supporting everyone, even those folks that have been really talking themselves out of it for a long time. And we want everyone to know there's a place for them. I love that. Is there any plans for expanding into other areas or are you, I guess, are you, are you good with having reachability here in Nova Scotia and traveling to wherever it needs to be? Well, you know, there's two minds there. I'm, I was originally in the restaurant business, so I'm going to use my restaurant metaphor for this. If you've ever noticed when someone opens a great restaurant, oh my God, it's so good. Everyone's going, they're lined up the door. First thing they think about is let's open another one. Right. Then they open the second one and the chef isn't the same chef or he can't be there as often. And that great front desk guy who sat everyone and makes everyone feel welcomed and loved and the best waiters, you just don't have them. You're in a different neighborhood. People who live there want to work there, not people in the maybe the neighborhood where all the waiters are. Bottom line remains that the more you spread out, I feel the less effective you might be. And I'm really excited about making Nova Scotia the most inclusive province in Canada. And I'm committed to it. And one of those ways is through diversity awareness training. Another is through reachability client programming. And there's other ways and other things. We're looking at partnerships across the board in order to support not only the Blue Nose Ability Film Festival, but I actually want to create an accessible tourism location and and support the idea for instance reachability is going to be launching in december likely an accessible tourist it's a website Uh that we are going to be developing because we see that our folks want to get on the road people want to travel but they don't know where it's okay to travel we want to be a trusted site we don't want to sell anything we just want to create a home for uh, for blogs and blogs from people who travel across the world and tell you it's okay but the core message is nova scotia needs to be the accessible tourist destination. And actions like Bill 59, incorporating, you know, a little bit more commitment from the community of business community and hiring and engaging persons with disabilities is a really important piece to that. We need to tell everyone in the world that Nova Scotia is the most accessible, welcoming, friendly province in Canada. And I'm really focused on that, not just in our programming, not just for employment, but for our whole community. And that's why I want to stay right where I am. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I'm glad I asked that question because I love your analogy about the restaurant. And absolutely, I've seen it many times, as have you. One of the things that I loved about your website also was your therapy animals. And people sometimes forget the I guess the extent that animals can help us can, we're almost out of time, but I just want to do a quick little blurb on, on that. Tell us a little bit about that before well, we thank go. Thank you for doing that. You see, I forget what we have. We have so many things going on. You do. In east of Montreal, there is no certified animal assisted therapist available. And we were so blessed to bring someone in who's from overseas, a new immigrant who works with us now and has brought animals and her animal therapy. Let me explain. This is not um, therapy dogs that, you know, one-on-one. This is an actual therapist where you might come in for therapy, but the dog, the lizard, the fish, the, the hedgehog, whatever it is, is actually in the therapy and allows you to talk about, for instance, if the lizard's peeling its 
skin or the dragon. I'm going to get killed at the office calling <laughs> a lizard. It's a dragon. Is peeling its skin. We can talk about regeneration of the person. Right. Animal-assisted therapy is where the animal is part of the therapy. And it's a therapist who's certified to work with animals and clients. Wow. We're so excited that Yana, Y-A-N-A at reachability.org, runs our animal-assisted therapy clinic. And everyone's welcome to look into that through our website at reachability.org or directly to Yana, again, Y-A-N-A, our animal-assisted therapist at reachability.org. Wow, that's incredible. We are out of time, but this is... this interview has just flown by and I'd love to have more conversations with you and, and for myself even see how I can help in any way. Well, we're going to invite you to come for a tour of the office. Oh, I hope you'll great. join us. I get a good look will. and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tova. It's been great having you here. You're listening to Find Your Sparkle with Jen on CIOE 97.5 FM. Special thanks to Jim Francis for producing the show today and we'll see you next time.